0: And we are live here on this Wednesday. How are you doing out there? you doing okay? We're going to keep doing our studies into the book of Genesis, and we find ourselves in chapter 21 regarding the birth of Isaac and uh, also the account of Sarah turning against Hagar once again, and this time having Hagar and her son depart from Abraham's camp. That's what we're going to be looking at on our Wednesday-themed Bible studies going through the book of Genesis. How are you doing? Stefan Maier with you. AddedSouls.com is indeed the website. You can check out that website, peruse the various links and information in there. Perhaps you'll find something of spiritual worth in your life. And along with housekeeping, please consider subscribing to this channel rumble.com slash C as in Charlie slash added souls. And you probably see somewheres in the screen down there, I believe, the join locals option, the red button, sign up, added souls.locals.com. From there on out, you can choose to support the added souls work for as low as five dollars a month. It certainly does help the work move forward through the Maya family and the mission we are currently involved in over here on the East Coast of Canada, along with the East Coast Church of Christ. And you can check out the website if you look on the screen down there on the left corner, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. Isn't that good? We also have ourselves present on Facebook, and you can find my profile there, and our Facebook pages, and so on and so forth. So it's good to have you. Here on this Wednesday. Over here for me, it's 9 45 a.m., Atlantic Daylight Time. Nothing set in stone as it stands regarding the commitment to a certain time of the day. It probably will be set once we get into 2023, but for now, when I can during the day, I go live. And please check the itinerary to see the theme of the day throughout the week Genesis chapter 21. Isaac is born. We're going to put that on the screen, and you and I, we're going to go through a study. And I do hope and pray you stick around, because we're we're certainly going to be seeing some uh, important information. And we're going to be reve- uh, seeing some revealed information. And um, we want to try to find something practical, so we can practice in our faith and grow in our walk this day. From the information we can read of a witnessed and recorded account Recorded account which took place thousands of years ago. Isn't that something? That's amazing to me. Fascinating. We get to read information that has been penned down from accounts that took place thousands of years ago. And yet still today among us, inspired language, inspired accounts. It's just beautiful. Gives us hope. Gives us uh, purpose. All right, let me see here. Genesis chapter 21, I'm going to put that up on the screen right there, look at that. I'm going to have ourselves on the screen along with the text, there we go, isn't that beautiful? Technology, right? So, here we go. Then the Lord took note of Sarah. hmm The Lord took note of Sarah as he had said. The Lord took note of Sarah as He had said. That's an important one we want to highlight. There, okay? You're gonna recognize a few things taking place in here. You're gonna see how He said, He promised, He spoke, He commanded, and He heard, and He opened. That's it. You got. We got to pay attention to this stuff. There's a reason this book is inspired. It, the author's intent. is... For our uh, interpretation, must be respectful and honored to uh, the context and things we are reading, right? And it's important to kind of highlight some things taking place. Now, our next study, whenever that may be, in this same chapter, perhaps one day we'll highlight some other stuff because there's always a wealth of information you will never drain dry. The information, the wealth of information in the scriptures. So I found this information. I found this interesting. So I highlighted various places in the text where we see God, God's work, His action, revealed. God said, He promised, He spoke, He commanded. Right? He heard and He opened. And we're gonna go through the text along those lines, remaining on, uh, remaining focused on that. Okay, so then the Lord took note of Sarah, as he said, and the Lord did for Sarah, as he had promised. So you see, he said, and he promised. Isn't that something? He said, and then he promised. Now, prior to this chapter, of course, in the events that have been penned down prior, we see the accounts of Abraham and Sarah making some very sinful, foolish decisions. Not trusting the word of God, being weak in faith, and finding themselves in some very difficult, challenging, even life-threatening moments. And because of that, the poor decisions they've made away from God's counsel there is great consequence, consequence that you and I live even to this hour. That's how devastating some of these foolish and sinful decisions were from Abraham and Sarah. Okay, we are not to idolize mankind. God is the source of our worship. Abraham is to be honored and respected for the work he certainly has done through the grace of God. But Abraham was a man. And you know, we men, we tend to go against the counsel of our Lord and Master. We tend to go against God and His Word. And we make foolish decisions which have lifelong consequences. And sure enough, Abraham was found in this quote-unquote pickle with his wife, Sarah, And the other Hagar and a child and a few encounters with foreigners that almost cost them their lives and some deception and all those things taking place. You know, if Hollywood had half a brain, Hollywood would simply make movies to the most accurate text we read and it would make billions of dollars at the box office. Because the book, though it is not a book of drama, of thrill or horror or uh, action or all these things, you certainly do find all of it in there. And if Hollywood would just allow the text to be as is and create the movie according to the text, man, it'd be interesting to see on the screen now, wouldn't it? But God was wise knowing that mankind would not seek to promote, encourage, and embrace the word of God for the message it reveals No. So he wrote. And now we have a book we can read. He said, see that? What he said was written and we read it. And when God promises something, it's going to happen. And Abraham and Sarah should have known that when God promised ancestry through a child, even in their old age, even at a time where the uh, biological engineering of Sarah would have been non-productive at this stage in measurement of her life, God, in a divine intervention, a supernatural, miraculous occurrence, uh, uh, could have lineage. And they did not trust that. They did not trust that. And so they went their way, and well, now we have ourselves a woman named Hagar, and a son, and that is not good. It is just not good for the family, isn't it? Like imagine the. Th- I mean, imagine. Oh, well, you know, I'm gonna go find myself another wife. I'll have two wives and two children, and no, a household like that does not operate. And God never intended for mankind to have a polygamous relationship. Now. He suffered long with the wickedness of man and the things they had done and the things they are doing, Uh, but uh, there is a call for repentance. It was not his plan from the very beginning uh, for any polygamous relationship or any other relationship such as homosexuality and all those things taking place with the LGBTQ community. None of that was authorized by God. God created them male and female. Male and female, he created them. Husband, wife, two becoming one. That's the divine pattern, the institution from the very beginning. And that is to be honored and respected. Let no man separate what God has put together. Well, we tend to want to do things our way, like the song would sing, I did it my way. Yeah, well, look at what happened to that. <laughs> so... Abraham and Sarah got themselves into some consequences and some very difficult, challenging life moments because of these decisions. And that brings us here to this moment where God is still working with them. God has not given up on them and he would have had all the right to do so justly, but because of the coming Christ, mercy is upon us. You got to understand that the only reason Abraham and Sarah get to walk the earth and experience life and work for God is because of the coming Messiah, Jesus. They should have been done with and long gone at the moment Adam and Eve disobeyed. At the moment Adam and Eve disobeyed, it should have been game over for humankind. But because of Genesis 3.15 and the coming Christ, hope was given. There must have been bloodshed. There has to be blood when law has been broken and the blood of bulls and goats did what they did for a while. But now we have the Messiah. Uh, I'm telling you, some pretty deep stuff taking place in the Bible, isn't there? Okay, so the Lord took note of Sarah and he said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he promised. I mean, how much more? What other evidence do you want from God and his love? Even, even at the... um. Even at the fact that mankind was not obeying him, not trusting him, not trusting his word, not seeking his counsel, even at all those things taking place. Yet still, his mercy and grace, because of the coming Christ, his son, he allows uh, ancestry to continue. I mean, he's not going to break that. He could have. He could have said, okay, you guys have done too many bad things, and I can't keep my promise because of the bad things you've done. Like He could have done that. But God is a god of his word and when he speaks his word he binds himself to his word that's all there is to it someone says well can god create a rock he can't lift god created his word he wrote it and he will not break it that's the boundary of god he set his own boundary no man can bind god only god can bind himself to anything he seeks or favors and he bound himself to his word. And you and I are truly blessed to know we can trust his word. It will not change. This world loves liberalism, progressivism, and all the other isms that are sociopolitically connected to a great many devastating and immoral paths of tyranny and oppression. Fascism, Marxism, communism, socialism, all those isms. Which, again are descriptive of one main sourced element, sin, right? Well, those things create change in mankind. We think we are progressing. We are not. We've done these things before. We've lived immoral lives before. We've endeavored every extreme humanly possible. There is nothing new under the sun. But God's word remains true and real, the foundation. That's why you have a sense of justice to go to an honorable court of law. Because the law will be upheld, and you can trust the law. Murderers receive capital punishment. That is law. You can have justice for your sons and daughters who have been murdered by murderers. Well, that indeed was something we practiced in the Western world once upon a time. Now we promote murderers, don't we? We call murder, health care. We call perversion, love. We call communism, science. Oh, we've lost our way. We stopped trusting the word of God. And look at the consequences we are currently living and the fruits, oh, they are being born. All this corruption, well, Adam, I'm telling you. Adam and Eve, they disobeyed. Cain came along. Now we are with Abraham and, uh, and, uh, Abraham and Sarah. And look at the consequences they had to go through. And the decisions they made when they went away from the word of God. Friends, it's never worked out for us throughout recorded history. When we chose to go away from God and his word. Man, oh man, I can't stress that enough. It's just, that's what it is. Yet still our blasphemes, our lies, our murderous ways. God still loves us and sent his son. And for Abraham and Sarah, the Messiah to come one day allowed them to exist and have these blessings of the promise being kept. We have to repent. We have to change our minds. We have to change direction in life. Man, I'm telling you. So, The Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. God's not going to break his promise, even at all the the attempts of the devil, all the attempts of mankind to uh, deviate from the beaten path. God will not break his promise. His promise will remain. His will shall be done. The greater good of his kingdom, always in priority, always in foundation, not movable, cannot be shaken, cannot be broken so sarah according to the promise god spoke spoke you can bring that to court why is she with child what happened well your honor here's the evidence god wrote it he said it he spoke it he promised and so it happened and let me tell you something friends you and i we are under the new covenant to which christ bled for You and I, we live under the submission of the 27 books of the New Testament. We learn and grow through the nature of God in the Old Testament, the 39 books, but we live under the New Testament, and the New Testament reveals that one day, unknown to mankind, the sky will open, the trump will sound, and judgment will be upon us, and it will be the end of this world forevermore. Listen, that's a promise, and that's going to happen. And you and I, we can do as Sarah and Abraham did, not trust that word and try to do things our own way. That's why you have all these kind of delinquencies trying to predict the end of day or the end of world and the end of mankind. And it's, it, it always fails. We fail. And because of this failure, we, we manipulate people towards the wrong path in life and all kinds of sinful, disastrous chaos Let's just trust the word of God. He will return one day. I'm begging you, please. You need to know this information. Okay. Back to the text of thousands of years ago here. So Sarah conceived and bore a son. God spoke it. It was written. It was said. It was promised. It was done. Sarah conceived. And bore a son to Abraham. Abraham. In his old age. At the appointed time... Of which God had spoken to him. God spoke, see? God's time is not... You and I time. God lives above and beyond time. Time here is spoken so as to... Accommodate mankind's understanding... On this earth. Time don't need to be our enemy if we go according to God's time. See, Sarah and Abraham didn't want to go according to God's time, and so a child and a woman and a whole bunch of chaos and division in the household. Well, if they would have trusted the word of God, they would have known that the right time was coming according to God, and you and I today need to understand that. Perhaps you are seeking to make a purchase. Perhaps you are seeking to find career. Perhaps you are seeking to make investment. Perhaps you are working with people in the community. Perhaps you are evangelizing and practicing benevolence. Maybe you have contacts. Maybe you have Bible studies. What everything you do in life must go to God in counsel. It must be according to His will, and we must be children of patience. God's will shall be done. And it will be done according to his timeline. Because he's seen it all already. He's seen the beginning. He's seen the end. He is the creator. The intelligent divine being. Who has set all things in motion. And he has seen it from the beginning to the end. And so he knows at what time in this line you and I live from day to day. In which his will Is inserted. And at this time, God's promise fulfilled the appointed time to which God had spoken to him. Sometimes we say, Well, I want things done now. I've seen brethren so eagerly to find a good wife. In the church, a good faithful Christian wife to marry that they didn't wait for God. They didn't seek God's counsel. Oh, and they quickly married the wrong person. And, well, they left the church. They fell away from His grace, and divorce took place. Well, I'm lonely. I want it now. Well, let me tell you something. My wife and I certainly would have wanted everything we currently have back in 2011. But God knew he had to teach us things before we made it to what we have now. And it'll take another 10 years, if God will it, to, uh, for us to see uh, other blessings or other opportunities. Or, Listen, it's God's way. We have to be submissive to that. That's the way this works, man. It really is. We would have loved, back in 2011, changing our lives, letting go everything we once had so as to follow Jesus. Hey, what's the matter? We're following Jesus. Why don't we have everything we let go? Well, God had to teach us something. He had to bring us to our knees, humble us, change our thoughts, have us produce fruits of repentance. We know what lowly living is all about. We know what that's about. We know what an empty fridge looks like. We know what living into a small little area as a family of five looks like. We know what going by with this very small means. We know what living in a more dangerous side of town is all about. Listen, we, we, we've been humbled. And God, if he would have given us everything we currently have 11 years later, back in 2011, we would have not appreciated it. And We would have not known the many wisdoms God had blessed us with. And, and let me tell you something, wisdom comes with pain and sorrow. At times, it most certainly does come with joy and encouragement. But for me, <laughs> it seems to have always come with a lot of pain and sorrow and all that kind of stuff. But you see, you understand, if, if, if only Sarah and Abraham would have allowed God's timeline to take place, Man, they wouldn't have gone through the very things they've gone through. But yet, because they are still submissive, walking as believers, God's mercy allowed them to receive wisdom. And God can still use them. And at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him, this child was conceived. And that's something. Man, oh man, how on earth do people not like to study this book? I don't know. So in verse 3, Abraham called the name of his son, who was born to him who whom sarah bore to him isaac the god of abraham isaac jacob god of moses to whom wrote right inspired by the spirit and this is something i mean it's just man it's beautiful abraham called the name of his son who was born to him whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. And let me tell you something. I encourage you to go into word studies, name studies. That's very interesting. I learned that in school and I was fascinated by it. I'm like, my, you know, you and I, we call, I mean, we ha- we have all sorts of names today. We call each other names and I don't mean <laughs> bad names. I mean, our names, like my name is Stefan, right? Okay, your name is Sarah. Your name is Joe. Your name is John. Well, sometimes we don't have much thought to the name. Well, back here, If your name was Isaac, Isaac meant something. Sarah meant something. Abraham meant something. The name held weight. It had a descriptor. It had something involved with the idea behind the name that was always in context to what took place. And I find that quite fascinating. I find that quite fascinating. So I encourage you to go check out what Isaac means. What does Isaac mean? What does Sarah mean? What does Abraham mean? Anyways, you'll find it quite interesting. Okay, so in verse 4 then abraham circumcised his son isaac when he was eight days old you think that's an accident you think they just said well you know i don't know it's about time we do that no it was divinely instructed and mankind if they again trusted the word of god they would have known that is the uh, proper day in which to do that you do it too early you got problems you do it too late you got problems our biological engineering is precise, intelligently created. And if we'd be wise to follow the word of God, we would have known this. But no, you know how mankind does. Well, got to figure things out the hard way later on in life. Well, Abraham circumcised his son, of course, according to the ancestry, the lineage, the covenant, the promise on the eighth day. That is indeed the right medical procedure to take place on that day as God had commanded him. So you see how we got? Look, look, look at this. Look, look what's going on here. See how see how this works. Okay. God said. God promised. Right. God spoke. And that's something. And that's something. God commanded. Look at that. As God had commanded. This is the day you're supposed to circumcise. These are the things taking place. Spoke, said, promised, commanded. That's wonderful. There's no need, there is no need for you and I to rely on our own hearts. Our hearts can be corrupted and lead us the wrong way. We can rely on God. You know, that's why a child holds their parents' hands before they cross the road. Right? We trust mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy should love us and care for us. Bring us through the traffic in a safe way so that we don't get hurt. If only we'd understand that. That's, That's comforting to know we have a holy father. We have a father. We can hold his hand. He is a loving father. He loves us. He disciplines us. He is just. And he has righteous anger when we are disobedient and rebellious. But when we are faithful and follow, we hold his hand. He loves us. There is no better life on this earth, my dear friends, than to live according to the word of God. It is challenging, and there is much sacrifice, and we do stumble, and we are stubborn, aren't we? We want to do things our way, and we want things done right now. And we mess up, and we sin, and we stumble, and we get into a whole bunch of trouble. And then we remember our father. Oh man, sorry, Dad. I sorry, Father. I right. Well, listen. We got to learn these things. Now Abraham was one hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Imagine that. This was back, of course, in the beginning stages of mankind, and uh, our engineering, of course, was structured in such a way that it was still potent. Right it was still very active and strong. There's been thousands of years since then in this fallen world, and you and I, of course, recipients of the consequence, these bodies don't live as long and strong as they did back then. And of course, today, we don't. The way of life is quite different, isn't it? So, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And listen, I, we can understand why Abraham and Sarah wanted to do wanted to take the law into their own hands. We, we can understand why they wanted to take the law into their own hands and do things their own way. You want to wait a hundred years before something takes place? You want to be a hundred years old before the promise takes place? No, 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 that's way too long. Sometimes we want to purchase something too quickly, don't we? Speaking of financial stewardship. I want a new car. No, number one, you can't afford a new car, first of all, because you're going off to college or university to get higher learning. Like, this is not the time to go and get in debt with a car dealership for a $90,000 vehicle. Like, it's just not the time. If you work hard, you go to school, get yourself a career, a degree, a path in life, all to God's honor, all to be used for the greater good of the kingdom. God will bless you with a nice vehicle one day. It's just, I mean, listen, that's how this works. If we do it God's way and we wait for God's timeline, it'll work out and we'll appreciate it when it comes. Right? Well, I want to buy a house now. No, you know, no, no, listen. Your house will be foreclosed. Take the time it takes. God will bless you if you work along, uh, uh, if you work uh, faithfully and uh uh, put god first in your life and follow his word like i I could i could utilize any kind of illustration all, all of it if you go according to god's word you'll know when to purchase you'll know who to marry you'll make the right decisions in life why because ultimately it's god's decision are we governed by god well are we Are we instructed by the Holy Spirit, or are we instructed by our own ways? Now, if you say, I'm guided by the Holy Spirit, well, okay, then that means you are reading the words he wrote in the Bible, and you are doing them. That's what that means, to be guided by the Holy Spirit, to be instructed or be governed by the Holy Spirit. It's nothing mystical, magical, or sensational. It's nothing mythical or miraculous. It's very practical. We can be guided by the Holy Spirit by reading these words and learning and following. Obeying. Okay? So there's a timeline to these things, and I can understand how, as a human being, I don't want to wait 50 years. Maybe I don't have 50 years. Abraham could have said, the promise? It's not coming. I'm old. I may die before this son is born. I need to make things go quicker. And Sarah's like, yeah. Why don't you go with my maid? An Egyptian, of all things. Well, certainly a blessing for the Egyptian, (laughs) away from the heathen into this camp of believers. Oh, but to a great consequence, right? A child born out of wedlock is still a beautiful blessing. It's a child. Oh, but there might be a lot of turmoil and chaos in that life. Oh, you know it. A child born out of wedlock. You know, when my wife and I we started dating and going out together and all that kind of stuff. We weren't Christians. We weren't following the Bible. We weren't following Jesus or anything like that. We were living according to the world. You date for a while. She moves in. Next thing you know, we're like, hey, want to have a child? Yeah, I think we get along pretty good. I think so, too. I've always wanted a child. I think children are, spe- are beautiful things. Innocent little creatures, right? Funny little things walking among us. Little people. She's like, yeah, I'd love to have a baby. Oh, let's have a baby. Well, we had a baby. Well, it was out of wedlock. What if we had not changed our life? Well, I assure you, we would have not been married. She would have gone her way, found another man. I would have gone my way, found a whole bunch of other women, other children. Would have been a mess. A mess. No. And she even told me, I said, she said, if we would not have changed our lives, there, that was it. we like, were not staying together and we're not going to have other children. To which I know the wisdom she speaks of now. Well, you know, I understand it. I don't want to wait. Well, there's a consequence, but there's still a beauty to it. The child is a blessing. Though conceived in a sinful world, in a household that is not wed, the child's a blessing. The child is innocent. But man, oh man, it's going to be harder for that child, isn't it? Okay, so the text continues. Sarah said, God has made laughter for me everyone who hears will laugh with me interesting isn't it and she said who would have said to abraham that sarah would nurse children yet i have borne him a son in his old age it is it's an impossibility it can't happen you're not you're too old you can't have children you're a the age of having children is long gone for you, Sarah. It's not going to happen. Stop thinking it will. I mean, it, it, it's an easy target for, 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 for uh, mocking, for sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure, sure, sure. At your age? No, it's not going to happen. God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. And that's something. People may mock us. People may laugh at us. People will certainly not believe. But God makes things possible. Oh, he's a useless heathen. He's never going to be anything in life. He can't achieve anything. He is a useless human being. The best thing that could happen to him is just die. That is, of course, until God calls him through the word of his gospel and the recipient becomes one who obeys, who follows, who loves Jesus. Oh, it can take anyone from any place at any time and turn him or her into a loving, kind, productive citizen of the community. Oh, yeah, it can take the most hardened criminal. It could have took Pharaoh. If Pharaoh would have humbled his heart to the word of God, it could have taken Pharaoh and made him a great warrior for God. Right? Could have took Judas. Judas could have gone a different direction in life. The gospel of our Lord and Master could have taken Judas, changed his heart away from greed and all this envy and all kinds of deviant, delinquent, characteristic flaws. and could have. They just don't choose it, do they? Could have taken the Pharisees and changed their hearts if they would have allowed it. Oh, yeah. God's word can change things. Oh, yeah. And be careful who you mock. I'm telling you, God does things, man. He's powerful. His word is powerful. His providence. Man, oh, man. Who would have said to Abraham, that Sarah would nurse children. <laughs> who would have Who would have thought such a thing to be possible? It, it's to be ridiculed. It's to be mocked. You're too old. What's the matter with you? You're basically dust. And you think you're going to be having children? A child? A promised child of some sort? No. Well, God's word once again proves mankind wrong. I tell you, what time is it? How long have we been going here? Maybe we don't have time to go into uh, the next section here. So we're going to see what we can do. How about that? Let's see what time we got on the line here. I don't know. You guys want to keep going? I can't see the timeline. Maybe we've already been going like for an hour, but it's so much fun, isn't it? All right. Let's keep the text going. We We can finish. Well, where are we? Let me see this. Let me put it back on the screen. I want to make sure we see what's on the screen here. Verse 9. Uh, yeah, no, we got too much to go. What we will do next week. We'll keep this going next week. We'll do verses 9 through 21 next week, okay? It, 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 there's no rush to these things, and I don't want to miss any information. And so uh, let's just call this session uh, 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 to a close and uh, remind ourselves in conclusion how God spoke, he promised, he commanded, and uh, he promised all these wonderful things. And I I think we've learned some pretty good stuff. What do you guys think? You think we've learned some pretty good stuff? If so, by all means, please give us a rumble, thumbs up, all that kind of stuff, share uh, the link far and wide, give us a comment, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Be sure to uh, consider subscribing to the channel. uh, And uh, we'll continue this study next Wednesday. We'll do verses 9 through 21, and we got some some really good stuff coming with verses 9 through 21, okay? Some really good stuff. I, I want you to stick around with us. Stefan is my name, addedsouls.com is the website. I am a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ over here on the East Coast of Canada in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. We are a beautiful uh, uh, church planted in uh, May 8th of this year. And we've been growing and we'd love for you to partake in this mission get involved and support you can do so you can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. Uh, it's free to sign up but uh, you can choose to support monthly from there and you'll obviously get some exclusive content taking place updates reports video studies that kind of stuff and so i encourage you to do that through the itinerary you probably see uh our uh, weekday studies and what takes place there from Monday to Friday, Monday being our sermon, Tuesdays analyzing the lyric, Wednesdays here we are having ourselves a Bible study, Thursdays tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll have ourselves a topical discussion and uh, Friday is reserved for sociopolitical conversations and I do that once every other week or something along those lines. So if it's good to you, then it's, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. If it uh, spiritually benefits your life, then that, that's that's a wonderful thing. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got on the table for uh, now. Stay focused. Stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow we'll see each other. Sound good? Peace out.